0: From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Maloney, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. Welcome to Invest Insights. I'm Abby Maloney. I'm joined today by Dennis Edwards, the President and CEO of the Greater Raleigh Convention and Visitors Bureau. Dennis, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, pleasure being here.
0: So season four, we're looking a lot at the new economy that has been changed due to the pandemic. What are new business norms, uh, new operations? But before we get there, I wanted to ask you, what have been some new personal norms that you've incorporated due to the pandemic? Um, Any new hobbies or interests or technologies that you're using now that uh, you know that you'll continue into this post-pandemic world?
1: Well, I think uh, like everyone else, the whole virtual platform, uh, that is a norm that hopefully will go away very quickly. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, but I have learned that uh, we have a lot of great breweries here on the weekends, Ooh. and uh, and I have uh, that is probably one norm that will probably continue down the road. Good.
0: Yeah. And any particular brewery that you're uh, enjoying more?
1: No, honestly, we we have now 32 breweries, so I nice. I have tried to hit them all over the course of the last year and a half, and. And uh, they're all great,
0: so. Good, hopefully some more to come. (laughs) Absolutely. Over the past 16 months, the Greater Raleigh Convention and Visitor Bureau played an integral role um, as a communication platform for hospitality and tourism organizations in the region. Emerging from the pandemic, how will you look to maintain this role as an important communication platform for the industry? And to what extent has the organization returned to its roots as a marketing and sales organization?
1: well I think the uh, the first uh year i would say the last year and a half uh the first probably eight months of the pandemic we really went into a crisis communication and a response mode. so a lot of our communication uh, used to be very broad we really took it and made it more internal uh speaking to our partners such as our hotels and restaurants in terms of you know how to open safely where the resources were, uh, either financial or just getting information on on how to, to get through this crisis. Uh, and then we also, from a marketing standpoint, we really never stopped our marketing, but we really went more in a uh, closed radius. So we really started speaking more to our residents uh, to get them to at least start getting out of their homes a little bit uh, for dining and then uh, also a few day trippers. So uh, that that part of it uh, was really our first response mode, and we did that constant communication, uh, changing our messages to our visitors to let them know if they came to Raleigh uh, what to expect and and you know what the safety protocols we were taking. So that was our initial message, and then our uh, now in the response mode, we are uh, we've opened up the radius. Obviously, we're speaking more to a national audience now, but we have never forgotten our local residents, and I think that is one thing that we have learned during this pandemic is the importance of the communication to our local residents and our hospitality partners. So. Uh, that part of the platform will continue as we uh, as we progress. It's important, you know, we keep in mind our number one reason why people visit Raleigh is to visit friends and relatives. So it's important that we continue to educate our residents that, you know, they have visitors coming here, are the certain things to do, the various restaurants that are opening, bars, uh, events, festivals. So that uh, message will continue to be extremely important. I also think during this crisis, the community really started to see the value of tourism. Um, and what, what tourism, not having tourism uh, meant to a community and how important it was to have visitations and visitors here in the area. Our elected officials certainly realized that. The media realized it. And uh, so we are going to continue that kind of communication with our elected officials, our residents, the media, to continue to keep them engaged and informed about the value of tourism and the, the impact uh, that it has in the area. And then I think the final thing we learned is that really, too, from uh, a branding and an awareness standpoint, we have really created some very close relationships with uh, partner organizations like Wake County Economic Development
0: to ensure
1: that our brand and our messaging is consistent uh, when we're... They're obviously working very hard on business recruitment. We're working hard on visitor recruitment, but our messages uh, are now very, very consistent. And uh, and that'll be uh, very important for us moving forward.
0: In the age of influencers, what's the key to keeping traditional marketing competitive for hospitality and tourism? Like how is your organization and how should other tourism and hospitality focused organizations be in adapting to mediums like Instagram and TikTok when thinking about the next generation and how they're marketed to,
1: well, I think uh, you know we are we're very data driven. Uh, so I think first of all, you've got to do the research and know where your visitors are coming from, what your visitors expect when they come to a destination, and your message all needs to be created around that, right? So, uh, and and we do a lot of that research on on a almost on a daily basis. Uh, but we are and uh, have been and will continue to be very involved on various social media platforms because that's what customers want. I'm not saying print is gone uh, because there is still a market out there for print, but, but social media and platforms and very instant content. So we are creating, we're storytellers of the destination. We're, we're a marketing organization, but we're essentially so- storytellers. And so we are constantly putting out fresh content through blogs and other social media, but also on our website as well. Uh, we want people to come to our website, which is, by the way, visit Raleigh.com. But to come to our website and find very current information uh, might be the top 10 new restaurants in the area. Uh, or new hotels that might be opening up or new festivals that are coming. So that content generation is extremely important. And we're the ones that that are really responsible for giving that out. So that that's going to be uh, and will continue to be very important. I think, you know, looking at a, the younger audiences, they want something new, fresh, something exciting that they can brag about to their friends. Um, so we're working very hard to continue to create new opportunities for them. As an example, like Greenville, which was uh, our first, we, two years ago, was our first hip hop festival through Jay Clinton, who's a local resident. And that is coming back in April of 22. And uh, so, you know, getting the word out about festivals like that or hopscotch, uh, we're also getting into esports and gaming. Uh, So what are some of those opportunities where the local audience or a younger audience might be uh, able to get more engaged in and and want to come and visit the Raleigh market? So uh, I think, you know, looking for those new opportunities is something that we're always either looking at something that... Uh, is already coming, or is there an event or festival that we might be able to attract to Raleigh uh, to help gain some of that attention? Uh, We're always producing new video content on our website. Uh, A lot of people want that, the visuals. And uh, so we created, uh, over the past six months, a platform on our website called Visit Raleigh Studio. Mm -hmm. And on there is a number of videos about the area, we also uh, now have over 80 venues that we did drone footage of. Uh, so you've got a lot of aerial shots of uh, college universities, sports venues, parks, greenways, all that now is on drone. Uh, we also have about 120 360 degree tours of hotels and venues. So people kind of see what they're what to expect uh, when they come here to the Raleigh market, uh, all virtually. So um so that's gonna to continue to be very important to us to, is to make sure that that all the resources that we think uh, that our co- uh, future residents or, or or customers or visitors uh, want, they can find on our website.
0: And now that we find ourselves in this new economy and landscape, what's next for the Greater Raleigh Convention and Visitors Bureau and the tourism and hospitality sector in general?
1: Well, uh, prior to the pandemic, we actually did a 10-year destination strategic plan. So this, this was a countywide plan on how to increase visitation over the next 10 years by another 5 million visitors. And uh, so we had to put that plan on pause for about the last year. But our primary goal is to start implementing that plan again. And, and some of what I mean by this is, um, you know, are there is there tourism infrastructure that we should be developing or creating to, uh, to really enhance our destination and make it more attractive for meetings, conventions, or leisure uh, visitations. So we are now looking at the, uh, what's the PNC Arena, which is where the Carolina Hurricanes play, NC State men's basketball. Uh, that arena is a little over 20 years old, so we're now looking at do we uh, put in major money into the arena or do we build a new one? Uh, We're looking at a convention center expansion, a new convention hotel uh, adjacent to the convention center. So there's uh, an indoor sports complex uh, to bring in and attract more youth amateur and collegiate sporting events. So that is some hardcore infrastructure that we're now looking very closely at. Uh, we're also working very closely with uh, RDU and the airport on, uh, we were really, uh, and the airport was was uh, expanding very quickly prior to the pandemic. Uh, obviously, like most other airports, uh, there was a little bit of a downturn, but we think there's a, a big upside uh, very soon. Uh, so we're looking at, you know, what cities do we need service to? Uh, either domestically or internationally. And then we're also looking at uh, infrastructure that even like Dorothea Dix Park, that's a 310 acre park, uh, a mile from downtown Raleigh that uh, the city acquired about three years ago. uh, And we're working on a major master plan of uh, that park, uh, not only to appease the residents and give our residents other amenities, but also to make it attractive for uh, visitors and, and one of those go-to places if they come to the Raleigh market.
0: Well, thank you again. That was Dennis Edwards, the president and CEO of the Greater Raleigh Conventions and Visitors Bureau. My name is Abby Maloney. Thank you so much, Dennis. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.